0: Welcome to episode 10 of Holy Trinity Deep Dive. Last episode, we ended with the dragon watching Kale after he rescued him from Beninstan. And the next chapter starts with, in the next morning, Cheon reports to Kale about how he covered his tracks and made them lead west instead. And reveals that the dragon blew up the hidden villa he was locked in, which... Firstly, good for the dragon, you know, destroy everything of the person who harmed you. Second, pretty smart because he's hiding the fact that they were able to find, know, and use the hidden secret escape tunnel. And Kale praised himself for leaving the dragon instead of bringing it with him, but I still think the dragon is going to follow him. And when Cheon goes to leave, saying he has to help me, Kale asks if they're now close now, Cheon responding, no, we are not close at all. Kale is really grasping at straws here and not willing to admit that they have a strong disliking of each other, to put it simply. Then, before Venon's men come over to the tavern to find the thief, Kale starts drinking alcohol at 7 a.m. to get over his hangover. It's his hangover drink. This makes me wonder if he was an alcoholic in his last life, because why else would he be drinking this much? And since the man Venon sends over is one of the guys Cheon fought last night, Che-On, in his typical main character fashion, as Kale would like to put it, said... I thought I had used enough strength to make them unable to fight for a day, but they are up and moving much earlier than I expected. I guess I thought the human body was much weaker than it actually is. I guess I can use more strength against humans in the future. And man, if that didn't give Kale a heart attack, I don't know what will. And though Kale thinks Cheon really fits the model of a normal main character, who would happily destroy anything in his path towards justice, I think Cheon is too much of a puppy, like, golden retriever character to be the main character. Because the main character is normally followed around by strong people that trust them for their good character, though Kale would never admit to either of those. And when Venon's man goes on to talk about a thief, Kale's like, Thief? Mm, I guess a dragon thief is a thief as well. And Ron does something nice for once, though it's probably still to terrorize and intimidate Kale. But he gives him honey tea, saying it seems to be the best to cure a hangover. Then after they leave the tavern, they enter Puzzle City, the city of rock towers. These rock towers were built because after the land was abandoned by its god, they decided to build these rock towers to not seek help from a god, but more as a representation of their own determination. So the rock tower has held a lot of importance, even if you never got to destroy it, because you destroy it when your wish comes true. And Kale liked the act of destroying the rock tower very much. So, on and Hung, the two cat tribe children, really want to go with Kale, saying something along the lines of, I want to go, but it's okay if it's too difficult. And Kale kind of relents, saying, what kind of wish do you have? And when Hong excitedly shouts out that everybody, including my new little brother, dismissed, that's all Kale says, and he's like, yeah, no, the dragon's not coming. It's not our brother. We're not related. We're not family. It's not involved in my life. I'm going to pretend I don't know anything. But the other reason they stopped at this city was because it has the ancient power vitality of the heart it's said that the last person who had it lived 150 years the location of this ancient power is at the center of a cave that has a hurricane that seemed to have appeared out of nowhere the old man that had the ancient power before had spent over a 100 years trying to build a rock tower in the eye of that hurricane however he failed. Well, the old man always destroyed his rock tower whenever it looked like he was going to finish. He repeated that over and over until one day he died after stacking it back up about halfway. This makes me wonder, well, I wonder why he kept doing that with the tower. But what wish was so important that, I mean, why else would you build the rock tower in a hurricane unless you want it to be knocked over? Because one of the misguided myths is that If you knock the rock tower over, your wish will come true. So what wish did he want so much that there was a 100% chance that his rock tower would be knocked over? Kale also sees the god of death priestess Cage and the disabled oldest son of Marquis Stan, Taylor Stan, while walking around Puzzle City. He ends up overhearing their conversation where Cage is saying there's even a person the Lord cannot predict, the Lord being the god of death and that she had dreams that said their future benefactor will show up if they come to the ruins. Which, how did Kale not realize they were talking about him? And the God of Death is really trying to ruin Kale's chance at a slacker life. And Taylor Stan is actually Venon Stan's older brother, and he was the only good person in the Marquise's family. but The lower half of his body had become paralyzed because of Venon's schemes. So Taylor had rummaged through all sorts of texts to find a power that could cure him. And he happens to find an ancient text in an old bookstore in the process. And although it was difficult to decipher the ancient text, he manages to decipher a few words after putting in a lot of hard work. Restoration rock tower. So immediately Taylor headed to Puzzle City. And in the novel, he actually finds the ancient power in about a month from now. But it's useless because the vitality of the heart is unable to restore an already injured body. Because of this, Taylor fell into despair. And because he had no time, because Taylor did not know when Venon would come to kill him, it was his last hope. And he ends up dying a month after finding the power. Because Taylor ends up dying by an unknown organization while the Capitol was in a state of chaos from terror incident. Of course, Venon was responsible for sending that organization after Taylor. And then there's the crazy priestess. She was Taylor's friend and the only person who survives Taylor's assassination. She kills half of the assassins in anger and ends up becoming excommunicated from the temple. And when she tells the temple, I acted as a human rather than following the will of the Lord. I believe that is the right thing to do and she continues on after that, saying, I am now free. That was when she had started to be called the crazy priestess by others. Her specialty was using the strength of the god of death for curses, and though the temple had excommunicated her, her god did not throw her away. So when the war broke out, she became famous, even though she was not a hero, because of how she helped to heal the injured. And since Kale is going to take the Ancient Power, he decides that he's going to give Taylor something else to give him hope. And Kale is such a nice person because he didn't have to do that. Because the Ancient Power was useless to Taylor anyway. But after that encounter, jae on asks Kale if he's going to make a wish. And Kale says it's much easier to live a life without high expectations. Because it feels great if you scratch a lottery ticket hoping for $1 and end up winning 5 But if you scratch it, hoping to win the grand prize and only end up with five, you are bound to get annoyed. He has a really dark outlook on life, but it makes sense with his past and everything he's gone through. And Cheon also tells Kale that Ron is dangerous. And Kale retorts back, saying they're both dangerous since they have enough power to kill him. Not the response that Cheon was expecting. He was a bit flabbergasted there. And when Kale enters the tornado in the cave, the dragon appears, saying, No, you will get hurt. You are extremely weak. But that's when Kale uses the indestructible shield to protect himself. And he finally notices the dragon wondering what it's doing there. The dragon responds, I was just passing by, which obviously isn't true. And I think this is when the dragon really started trusting Kale. Because even though Kale was weak, as the dragon liked to say, Kale was still pushing through and that he was smiling. This human was smiling. that was nothing compared to that strong tornado. The same human that was weaker than even the kittens he was traveling with. The human that was the weakest out of everybody he was traveling with. Smiling while pushing through the wind. And since it was something the dragon had never seen before, he was definitely kind of enamored and just at awe. And though Kale keeps getting pushed back, but he's like, it's manageable. It's a little bit annoying, which for all we know could mean he's in excruciating pain, but it's doable. And the novel also said you would hear a voice once you got close to the center. So... Kale waits, and he could hear the voice, but it was a bit odd. It was just a sad old man saying things like, I regret it. I regret it. And it turns out, I think these ancient powers, they've got to have some sort of human qualities because the ancient power says to Kale, the one that has a power that I am familiar with, I am hoping that you do not get this power. So it must mean that the owners of these ancient powers know each other. And then after Cale able to stack the rock tower, the wind starts slowly dying down, and the old man continues to talk. I tried to fight with them, however, I did not know that I was so weak against pain. They were not people who served the Lord. I only realized that after we went our separate ways I ended up alone. This made Cale recall the words of the owner of the indestructible shield. The people in the forest who called themselves servants of the Lord only gave me terrible food. And he feels like he learned something you shouldn't have. The ancient power continues. I piled the rocks. I piled them up hoping that I could turn back time. Hoping that I could be happy. But then I destroyed it. I hated my selfish self for thinking about my own happiness. After betraying my comrades and running away. Kale responds that it is human nature to be selfish. And the old man Continues saying, My oldest sister said the same thing. She was really a wonderful older sister. She was more reliable than anyone else. Ah, uh, my oldest sister. And then he starts crying. And it turns out Kale's personality reminds the ancient power of his older brother because of his rude personality. And when Kale breaks the tower, he will overcome his limits and earn the ancient power. And the fan-shaped shield tattoo that was over his heart disappeared and was replaced by a red heart. After Kale leaves the cave, he leaves Cage and Taylor a mysterious note that they don't know is from Kale on how to heal Taylor's legs and about coming to the capital. The crown prince is in possession of an ancient power. It is called the Star of Healing and it is useless to him. It is a one-time use power that can heal any type of injury. He's looking to trade it for a method to hold the second and third prince in check. So, Kale definitely helped them out a lot. Then, Che-An leaves to find Rosalyn and Locke, and the Black Dragon finally joins their group. And then, Taylor and Cage join Kale on the journey, and they make a vow of death to Kale, which Kale definitely does not want. He's like, no, no, I'm I'm good. But Kale continues to cause more chaos, sneaking Taylor and Cage into the capital. Because we all know Venon's not going to like that. And then Cheon returns to the capital early and brings Rosaline and Locke, who's going berserk, to Kale. Because these beast tribes, especially the strongest, when they go berserk, they lose their consciousness and they just attack everyone. But this time, they were able to save Locke's siblings, which is really good. And then Chae An and Rosalind help Locke gain consciousness by acting as his family during his berserk, while An and Hong and the Black Dragon watch in order to gain experience. Because your family, originally your family is supposed to fight you during your pretty much berserk where you're uncontrolled, but since his older family is all dead because only his younger siblings are alive, they have to do it. And then Chae On starts to question if Kale knows the identity of the secret organization, and Kale decides to tell two truths to Chao An with the vow of death, so Chao An will know he isn't lying. So during the vow of death, Kale tells Traon that I do not know the secret organization's identity nor their goal, and to do this, they use these like deaf priests where. There is a priest who has their mouth and ears covered, which Kale did not like very much, just he didn't like the way this worked. And he also tells Cheon that he despises the organization and wishes for it to disappear. He also tells him that he hates them because of the terrible things they plan on doing, like the Black Dragon and Locke. How he says he's lived his life as trash and that's his dream. He has no desire to become his family's successor as he'd rather have his blood related younger brother do it and he reveals that the reason he came to the capitol is because he knows what the secret organization is planning to do in the capitol he also reveals to Cheon that he has no desire to harm him this definitely makes Cheon trust him but there's one thing he has to promise Cheon says to kale that i must get revenge in that organization i think this is the first time in my life i've ever hated a person or an organization that much I'm interested to see how Kale acts once he gets to the capital. I'm excited for Taylor to come back and get revenge on Venom. Taylor and Cage are a very interesting duo, also very close, so it's nice to see. I'm excited for Kale to meet the Crown Prince. I think that's going to be interesting. And now that Jayan knows a bit more, he still doesn't know much about Kale, but he knows more about Kale's intentions, so their relationship's definitely getting closer. But that's the end of episode 10. Next episode, I will be analyzing more chapters of S-Class that I raised.